0: Good and welcome to Philanthropy Matters on WERALP Arlington, 96.7 FM. I am your host, Wanda Pierce, and I'm here with our guest for today's show, Ms. Erin Devine, Senior Philanthropic Advisor for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Welcome. Thank you, Wanda. I'm so glad to have you here on the show. Okay, well, before we begin our formal interview... I'd like to take a moment to tell you what the show is all about. It's called Philanthropy Matters because that's what I believe. And professionally, I've spent the bulk of my career over 29 years working in the philanthropic sector. I've had the privilege of leading several nonprofit organizations as well as serving on the boards of nonprofits. So what is philanthropy? Well, Webster's defines philanthropy as goodwill to fellow members of the human race. It's especially active efforts to promote human welfare. It's an act or gift done or made for humanitarian purposes. Philanthropy literally means love of mankind. It's people donating millions, it's kids collecting canned goods, it's volunteering your time and donating your skills. But I believe the most important aspect of philanthropy is that it's a two-way street. People who give also receive. So over the course of this program about philanthropy, we've had the honor of speaking with folks involved in a lot of different areas of philanthropy, different sectors such as social services, safety net providers, education, criminal justice, social justice, racial equity, youth development, affordable housing, homelessness, the arts, the environment, and today we'll be looking at children and health. Without further ado, I would like to introduce my wonderful guest. She is Erin Devine. She is the Senior Philanthropic Advisor for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, and she has been working in the area of philanthropy for over 20 years. Erin is as I said, with St. Jude's. She says on her bio that she never expected to work in philanthropy, but loves seeing the joy people experience in choosing to support organizations that reflect their values and continue and their value and continue their legacy through philanthropy. That is wonderful. I, I, I would second that about uh, working in the philanthropic sector. It really is um, a great way to connect people to things that they care about. You're doing that now, yeah, and with for Saint Jude. So, Aaron, we'll get started with the interview, and we'll talk a little bit, I guess, about the general mission of the of the uh, of the hospital. But I also want to get into a lot of the details of what goes on there because I don't think people realize the breadth of the research and things like that that go on and an organization like St. Jude and how far-reaching it is and how uh, long-lasting the work that they do is. And so I really want to go into quite a bit of detail Mm -hmm. on that and then of course we want to talk about how people can support (laughs) St. Jude. And so with that, let's talk about the mission of St. Jude Children's Research Hospital.
1: Okay. So the mission is very simple. It's finding cures and saving children. So we treat and try to defeat childhood cancer and other life threatening diseases. And just as a snapshot of what happens at St. Jude, the most common form of childhood cancer, which is called acute lymphoblastic leukemia, when the doors of St. Jude opened in 1962, the survival rate for that kind of cancer was 4%, which wow. is a terrible statistic, mm. basically, a death sentence. Mm-hmm. But because of all the research that happens at St. Jude today, for this th- still the most common form of childhood cancer, the survival rate is 94%.
0: Wow. So That is incredible. So I don't think a lot of people know about the history of St. Jude and who started it yes. and uh, where, who's running it now and
1: right
0: uh let's let's go let's go to that sure.
1: and i think it's a generational thing yes. because um older folks tend to know uh and remember the entertainer danny thomas yes who basically started from nothing he was one of the youngest in an immigrant family from lebanon um never even graduated from high school um Discovered his love of entertainment when he was 11 years old, sweeping the floors. He worked sweeping the floors of a vaudeville theater in uh, Michigan, where he grew up. Wow. And eventually went on to become a young, sort of struggling entertainer um, and was married what ha, they had he and his wife Rosemary, who was a singer. she was also an mm-hmm. entertainer, but they had just had their first child, Marlo Thomas, and he didn't have the money to get them out of the hospital because in those days you had to pay at the hospital. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and so he was raised yeah, they throw you out. <laughs> he, he was raised um, in a religious family, and so he went to church to pray to Saint Jude, who is the patron saint of hopeless causes. So he prayed to Saint Jude, and said, "It sounds corny, but it's true." He said, "Show me, please, show me my way, and I will build you a shrine." He put a couple of dollars in the collection basket. He needed seven seventy dollars to get them out of the hospital. He put his last seven dollars in the collection basket, and the next day he got a call offering him a job as a singing toothbrush on the radio. <laughs> Which then, which paid $70, which is what he needed to get Marlo and his wife out of the hospital. And then from there, he continued to, you know, make his way in his career, eventually becoming very successful and having the show, TV show, Make Room for Daddy. And as I say to my kids (laughs) who cannot comprehend (laughs) that there were about three or four TV channels at the time. And that families watched TV together. It was a very family-friendly show, and it went on for 11 years. Yes,
0: it was a very popular program. So... um daddy.
1: Yes. And so his career, he got more successful, and then he went back to his promise, and he said, you know, I need to make good on my promise. And he knew he wanted to build a hospital for sick children. He consulted with his lifelong spiritual advisor, Um A priest who had worked in Memphis at one time, and he said, uh, Danny Thomas knew he wanted to do it in a very poor area. He was thinking Appalachia. And uh, Father Stritch said, Well, you know, you need to talk, you need to think about Memphis because of the highway system. It was a real crossroads. Um, There was a very strong medical community and an extremely strong business community. And so he said, Well, I'll set you set up a meeting with the um, leaders of the community the pillars of the community the business leaders and see what they have to say if they you know could help you do this and so needless to say they said yes and he started raising money in Hollywood with his celebrity friends and then as it got close to being able to open the doors of the hospital and by that time he decided on a um, hospital for Sick Children's tre- treating the most hopeless cases, wow. which at that time was leukemia. Mm-hmm. And when it got close to being able to open the doors of the hospital, he realized that he needed operating money. It's one thing to open a hospital, <laughs> but it's going to continue. Right. And so then, this is in the late fifties. Then he started crisscrossing the country, talking to other groups who shared his. Um, cultural background, which was he was Lebanese. And so he and his wife, and by then three kids piled in the station wagon, went and spoke at Lebanese American clubs, Syrian American clubs all over the country. And they made the decision, all those different countries at their national level made the decision to form a new organization called the American-Lebanese-Syrian-Associated Charities. And that organization's sole purpose, both then in the late 50s and today, was to raise all the money to run St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Wow. So that all happened. And ALSAC, as that organization is known, which is basically the foundation to right. run St. Jude. Sure. So that was fa- founded on two basic principles. Grateful fam- grateful um, immigrants um, giving back to this country that had done so much for them and their families, and the parable of the Good Samaritan wow. to always take care of those in need, no matter race, creed, color. So,
0: well, that's philanthropy. <laughs> that's the show for today, folks. No. no, but that's 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 wonderful, and. um What it's become today is just incredible, and so I want you to go into, give Mm -hmm. us a big picture of all of the things that St. Jude does. And I know when I sent out my promo this morning, I mentioned that no family ever pays anything. So all the things that you're gonna hear Aaron talk about, Mm -hmm. these are things that fundraising has to take care of because you allow the families to do what they need to do to take care of their kids and to be with their kids while they're getting Medical attention, right, and that that is just so wonderful I mean that is uh, I know it's expensive, yeah. and so uh, let's talk about the big picture things mm-hmm. that the that this small hospital has become over the last many years right. fifty years or so
1: so not so small actually, it started out very small. Mm-hmm. Uh, St. Jude is on a 75-acre campus wow. in Memphis. Encompasses many buildings, um, but just to give you a sense, uh, we we treat 8,000 patients every year. We see about 285 patients a day, wow. and most of those patients, even though they're sick and they have very serious diagnoses, um, are seen as outpatients. And we provide housing. So we provide apartments for the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, generally, it's the patient and mom or dad, sometimes grandma or right. aunt, or um, to be there for the course of their treatment. For many patients, I mentioned before the most common form of childhood, childhood cancer, which is acute lymphoblastic leukemia A- or ALL, the standard course of treatment for that is three years so wow. they may be staying with us for 3 years and they get to live in their completely furnished apartment that's theirs for as long as they're going to wow. be there and um so they first first and foremost they get the very best medical care and treatment in the world because we have the best doctors most committed dedicated Uh, doctors and scientists, researchers at St. Jude specializing in childhood cancer and other life-threatening diseases. Um, So all of their care and treatment is provided at no cost, Mm -hmm. and they're provided housing for as long as they're going to be there. They're provided transportation. So if it's a family from Arlington or D.C. or Argentina, Mm -hmm. Colorado, the patient and one family member are flown to St. Jude, and if they're able to go home during the course of their treatment, f- they're flown back and forth at no charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they're in Memphis, transportation is provided for them, and food is provided for them. Wow. Uh, each family is given a month a gift card every week to purchase um, food and make dinner in their apartment, like they would if they were home. Oh, um, this is so incredible. So, and and. And I can't overemphasize how important the research is. So it's in our name, St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, because that's what allows for the cures and the phenomenal results that happen at St. Jude. And along with that, I should mention with our research, we share all of our research freely around the world almost immediately. Um, we collaborate we actively. Wow. Collaborate with um, doctors and scientists all over the country and all over the world because our view is the mission of St. Jude is to cure childhood cancer. Danny Thomas, I left that out in the beginning when I was talking about the founding, but his whole philosophy was no child should die in the dawn of life.
0: Wow! So, and that and so that's really like a multiplier effect. So. If someone is supporting St. Jude Mm -hmm. to help the 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 kids that are sick now, they're also doing research, right? And that research is being shared with others. Yes. So there's like a multiplier effect where lots of people have been, lots of kids are benefiting all over the world. Exactly. That's fantastic. Yeah. um, So we
1: sometimes say that for every child saved at St. Jude, mm -hmm. thousands more are saved around the
0: world. Mm, That is incredible. And so uh, the kids that just as an aside, the, the kids, how do how do how do um folks get referred there?
1: So um a lot of people ask, you know, how do you get into St. Jude? So um the first criteria is you have to be eighteen or younger. Mm-hmm. Um you have to have a disease that's under study. So basically that's every type of pediatric mm-hmm. cancer and mm-hmm. some other rare um mm-hmm. diseases. And one disease that's not so rare, but we um, treat a lot of sickle cell patients. A lot of people don't realize that. Wow, I saw that on your website. Yeah, but sickle cell, in fact, that was the very first grant in 1982 we got to study sickle cell disease. And there's been a lot of progress, but certainly not enough. So the researchers are working really hard on that because sickle cell disease, which primarily affects Um, people of African-American descent um, still have a much lower life expectancy and often go through a lot of pain and it's lifelong maintenance. So our researchers are working really hard on better treatments, but really trying to find a cure.
0: Wow, that's terrific. And so, okay, so you've talked a little bit about, so we know how, people are referred oh okay and so it is a doctor referral okay
1: and these days of course with the internet Mm -hmm. typically uh, families come to us right after they've been to you know they know something's not right with their child Mm -hmm. you know they just know something's off and so they'll go to their pediatrician and then before they know it they're getting an MRI or a CAT scan and Mm -hmm then the doctor is coming in or somebody at the hospital is coming in to say the four dreaded words, Mm -hmm. your child has cancer. And so now with the Internet, parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles immediately get on the Internet to see. But often, even in the radiology room or something, a shocked parent will turn to one of the medical professionals and say, if it was your child, what would you do? And often the answer is, I would go to St. Jude. Um, But um, they can call, uh, parents can call, parents can just fill out a simple form online and they'll get a call back within 24 hours from a doctor or a nurse. And if they have a disease under study um, and we think we can help them, they're accepted as a patient. And because most patients are seen as outpatients, we don't have quite the crunch that, you know, if you have a hundred beds in the hospital, you can only have a hundred patients.
0: Right. So So. how does someone make a decision? Like, for instance, we have Children's Hospital here in this area. How would someone uh, make a decision on whether to stay local or go? Is there, is it, if it's really, really acute
1: Right. Well, and a lot of people ask that, like, why would you go to St. Jude? So at St. Jude, we specialize in pediatric cancer. We see it every day. And mm-hmm. the, the sort of positive thing is childhood cancer is very rare. Um, but we see it every day. The researchers are working on better cures, better treatments every day. And so if your child is all of a sudden diagnosed with a brain tumor, which is very rare, but if they're diagnosed with a brain tumor, even if you go to an excellent hospital or an excellent children's hospital in your area, whether it's Seattle or Boston mm-hmm. or D.C., the doctors there, as skilled and experienced as they are, might only see that type of cancer or that type of tumor once every 15 years or never,
0: mm-hmm.
1: whereas we see it every day. So, um, so really that's, that's the reason that the expertise is at St. Jude and, um, you know, working on it every day. And it's, it's the experience. And, you know, sometimes we say, well, we take patients from everywhere. You know, it doesn't work in the reverse, certainly. Right. But, you know, we take patients from everywhere. And it's a public charity, you know. So we want to help all the children that we can. And with each patient, we learn so much because... They become part of the research. What happens, you know, before even, you know, everybody started talking all the time about personalized medicine and individualized medicine, we've been doing that at St. Jude probably since the beginning. So each child gets what that child needs. So it might be different doses, different order of medication. Wow. And everything that Mm -hmm. happens with that child becomes part of the
0: research. That's terrific. And so do you have any any partnerships that you, are you partnering with anyone? We have uh, lots of partnerships. Um,
1: so we do have um, eight affiliate clinics in the U.S. Um, where St. Jude has a clinic. Um, the closest one to us is in Charlotte, North Carolina. And the reason for that is we know it's a huge sacrifice and a huge um, undertaking for any family to leave their home and come to Memphis, Tennessee, where St. Jude is. Uh, typically there are other children in the family, of course, mm-hmm. have to pay the mortgage, have to pay the rent, have to pay the bills. So it's a huge hardship we under, you know, to sure. come. So uh with these affiliate clinics, the whole idea is that the child can child or teenager can receive treatment much closer to home, you know with closer to family friends support sure. support systems school um, so that's one partnership we have global partnerships all over the world because we have a, a big sort of audacious plan to um, treat the kids of the world wow. Um, wow. so we ha- we're actually working right now in collaboration with the World Health Organization okay. who understands all the infrastructure and the different, countries, um, and we've set a goal, this has been like the doc, I should say the doctors and the researchers have set the goal um, to, they've identified the six most common form of childhood cancer around the world, mm-hmm. and in developing countries, I mean the U.S., you know, we're so far ahead of most yes. most, most places, but in the developing world or low and moderate income com- uh, countries, their survival rates are about 20%. Wow. And so they've set a goal of getting that to 80% by 2030. And we have lots of partnerships with foundations, corporations.
0: Um, that is terrific. So if somebody wanted to see a lot of that, they could go on your website. Yes. So yes. What's the website? Because we're going to say it a couple of times. Yes. I just want to make sure people know. Just,
1: just org. So it's just
0: S-T-J-U-D-E.org. Okay. Well, that's very simple very simple but there's no apostrophe s folks just st org. (laughs) so this is just amazing because i you know i i i see the commercials where you see the kids being helped and and that that's motivation enough for me Mm -hmm. to see kids that are really really you know Mm -hmm. have all their life ahead of them and are there in their you know they could they could die right without the help of st jude so that's motivation enough for me but you multiply it with all of the other things that are happening in terms of the research, uh, world partners. It, it's just wonderful. So the question is, how do you pay for all this? what 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 are your fundraising and how can people get involved with your fundraising?
1: So our fundraising is is <laughs> big <All> right <laughs> So we have a very uh, you know big goal that we have to meet every year to fund the hospital to fund all the research. Um, we are blessed in that we have 11 million active donors. Um, wow. And sweet. as you said before, you know, the kid who uh, you mentioned uh, kids doing a food drive. So that includes, yes. you know, the kids doing a lemonade stand that, you know, send us an envelope with, you know, $14.31 That's awesome. um, yeah. up to mm-hmm. companies, foundations, individuals, um, so I say that 11 million active donors, but the average gift is $44. Wow! So that all adds up to, you know, um, a very high goal to to. Um,
0: That's terrific. And if it's just $44 is as the average gift, I mean, people. I know you have the monthly giving option. Yes, partner in hope, we yeah, call them. can give up yes. a, a cappuccino and yeah, and. and, and do your monthly giving. Yes. But that is that is just terrific. Yes. Um, and lots of and so- opportunities,
1: too, like a lot of companies do matching gifts and, of course, the CFC campaign. And, um, you know, there's a way to give directly from your IRA, which has tax savings for people if you're 70 and a half or above, um, giving appreciated stock. There are lots of great ways and that's one of the things I do in my job is explore different ways that people might sure. think about giving to St. Jude.
0: And so, um, oh, yes. Jack, Jackie's giving me a signal where we're, we're, we're winding down. Okay. But um, so if you had, uh, how can I, so the way people can engage, they can go to the website, Right. right and other other ways that they can engage yes. with you. Yes, so um,
1: certainly donations are always everywhere, uh, welcome and accepted. But we also have lots of ways locally to get involved uh, with St. Jude. People don't realize, but right here in Arlington, we have a we have an office that supports all of our fundraising events, okay. and um, across the country, we actually do thirty four thousand events a year, and that includes. Preschools doing trikathons, elementary schools doing mathathons, galas, golf tournaments, any kind of events that people might want to put on to benefit oh, St. Jude. Okay. So we do, uh, we just finished in September, we do a walk uh, at National Stadium. Uh, we did that. We have a radiothon coming up in December. Uh, we have the Gourmet Gala, which is going to be at the Anthem on the wharf this year on February 27th. We do a golf tournament at, this year it'll be at the Robert Trent Jones course in Gainesville in May. We do a heart of fashion, fashion show. Wow. So uh, sayjude.org and the phone number for our Arlington office is 703-650-4500 people would like to get involved or volunteer we always need volunteers.
0: Absolutely. Well, that's terrific. And and thank you for sharing all this great information so that people can know that, you know, there's stuff we can do here in Arlington. Definitely. And to help out, and I want to thank my awesome guest Aaron Devine, and our audio engineer Jack Steven. If you have any show ideas, you can email us at at yourphilanthropymatters@gmail.com is Wanda Pierce signing off and always remember your philanthropy matters